This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Odd with Randy McKay and Charles Hanegriff as we get ready to start our NFL divisional previews. Big Randy, how you doing out in Vegas right now? Doing pretty well. Uh, a little early, a little jet lag, but uh, I'll get in the flow of the town today and uh, I'll be here till uh, next Monday. So uh, hopefully find some good betting opportunities. Charlie down in uh, the deep south in the NFC South today. And so uh, what's the chatter down in Saints camp? You know, I think the results have been uh, pretty good so far. They've got some offensive line issues, but, you know, a lot of eyes on Derek Carr and what kind of what kind of season they had. The Saints have got a, a huge investment in him. It's, a, it's kind of a franchise shift. They had to decide whether they were going to tear this down and start over or they were going to go with the best quarterback they could get, and that's what they decided to do. So a lot of eyes on the on the former Raider. And, of course, Randy, uh, no more Tom Brady. No more TB in TB. So it was uh, a successful run. You can't argue with that. Uh, three playoff appearances, uh, three for three, and a Super Bowl ring. Uh, but the big question there is, you know, when is it, it's kind of a, a, a rebuild. Uh, are they going to find them spot, themselves in a tank spot uh, at some point this season? So we'll get to the, uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Let's start with the uh, odds to win the division. Saints are the favorite uh, at plus 125. Atlanta plus $2 in kind of a fashionable pick uh, this year. A lot of people giving strong consideration to Atlanta. Carolina at uh, plus $4. Frank Reich is in, and so is Bryce Young, and they gave up a lot uh, for him. And then Tampa Bay, the longest shot to win the division at 8-1. to one. But Randy, we'll start with the schedule. And first of all, there's no... There's just no world beaters in this one. No, even best case scenario for any of these four teams. There's no KC. There's no Cincinnati. There's no Eagles. There's no San Francisco. There's, you know, whatever conference you're in. So the division, the six games within the division are certainly manageable. The other thing is they have the easiest divisional pairings. So AFC South for four. That's the weakest division in the AFC. And then the NFC North is probably the second weakest division behind the NFC South. So 14 of your 17 games, Randy, are, are more than manageable for these teams. So the schedule is soft, which lends itself to the, maybe a little higher numbers than we anticipated. Yeah, and you look at the New Orleans club here, second easiest schedule in the NFL projected. Atlanta's got the first. So... Uh, you're looking at these two teams, you know, the two teams at the top. You know, you look at Dennis Allen, not a fan of this coach. You know, we saw him blow a Monday night game that probably cost him the division last year. Not having Taysom Hill in there in a short yardage situation, we ramped about how mad we were after that. 
And I can't forget how, you know, this is the second time around and you don't got the strategy figured out. I can't trust you. Their offensive line ranked about number 14 in my projections. I, I like ranking offensive lines. They have a couple good players, you know, Ramchek, Pete. But the big issue here, and I like this guy because he was at Northern Iowa, is this penning at left tackle. You know, he got a few, he got a little bit of time last year, but he's coming in. He's got a, you know, Derek Carr's not the most mobile guy in the world, and he's got to protect the blind side there. That could be trouble, even though I like this kid. I think he's going to be a good player. He's a tough guy. We know that. He likes to fight. And uh, yeah, they did upgrade the running backs, so maybe that can take some pressure off Carr in the passing game. You know, the wide receiving core could be good, but do you really have faith in this Thomas coming back to what he was you know, elite receiver. The guy's got head issues. You know, I just, I just can't trust that guy. I'm, sh- I'm surprised the organization stuck with him this long. I guess they kind of had to. They paid him all that money. You know, the defense had a lot of injuries last year. Start off slow. You know, and they came on a little bit at the end. You know, they had some issues with it. You know, the defensive backs. You know, they're pretty strong. Of course, they got, you know, former. Vikings kid uh, Cam Jordan just got paid. You know, uh, the, his dad, of course, I grew up watching Steve Jordan, one of my favorite tight ends. So uh, they got him there. You know, their schedule looks pretty good. You know, they got a week 11 bye. So that's going to, you know, them later buys for these teams is going to tech. You know, that really uh, shows how much depth they have. If they get any kind of injury issues, that can be trouble because they don't get that extra week where I think these early buys are going to help these weaker teams, you know, like these younger teams, you know, get some, uh, you know, extra extra time afterwards and I'm going to help them. And I did see one good betting spot that we can look at with New Orleans. Of course, I like them under the total and for them not to make the playoffs. I know as yeah, a the, the, the odds for the Saints – yeah, the odds for the Saints, the win total is 9.5. It's shaded to the under at minus 136 at Bet Rivers. Their odds win the Super Bowl 33-1. to 1. I don't know uh, anybody's going to consider that. To win the NFC is 13-1. Make the playoffs, yes or no, is interesting. At minus 177 is the yes. No is plus 144. And, uh, Charlie, I want to bring you in on because uh, Randy mentioned Dennis Allen, and everything was kind of – promotion from within because they had a long stretch of success the best run in the organization's history under uh under Sean Payton so they wanted to try and not change keep everything as close to what it was you know uh, you know with with Payton and we underestimated the uh, lack of Payton here because Allen and, and the Taysom Hill thing let's just start with that the Taysom Hill thing was a little bit of a debatable issue. Wait a minute. We got a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees, and you're going to take him off of the field on a short yardage situation. But the percentage, the success percentage was so high. Now that he's gone, now that you need Taysom Hill more, countless times, third or fourth and short, he's on the sidelines. If Dennis Allen can't get that straight, I mean, what are we dealing with? I thought it was a poor showing uh, for his first season in New Orleans, Charlie. Yeah, especially, you know, you're trying to keep offensive continuity, but you're trying to do that with a makeshift receiving core. Chris Olave had a terrific rookie year, but you're trying to do it with Jameis Winston, who was injured, 
and Andy Dalton, who is, you know, well past his prime playing quarterback. And I think that's probably, uh, along with the schedule, as much as what bought Dennis Allen another year, they kind of feel like to give him a fair shot, they've got to give him a legitimate quarterback. So they spent all this money on on Derek Carr. He's revamped the defensive uh, staff, and it's a little bit more comfortable, uh, if you want to use that word, in the camp for them. But they've got a lot of new faces up front. That entire defensive middle is new. Um, you've got some new guys on the left side of the offensive line. Uh, Trevor Penning was a first-round pick a year ago, and he missed most of his rookie season. They need him to step in and start at left tackle. They'll be without Alvin Kamara for the first three games. They lack some depth at running back. So there's a lot of question marks before you ever get to Dennis Allen's decision-making. But I agree with you. Um, There there were some things that really left you scratching your head, and especially the difference from a Sean Payton, who is, uh, I think Payton is worth two, three games a season on the sideline with his play calling. And the Saints didn't have that for the first time in 15 years. Hey, Randy, um, you do your coaching power ratings and do a very good job of them, and that's a big part of your handicapping the NFL as well. Where do you have Dennis Allen going into this year, about to the, the low 20s? Yeah, right around that 22, 21 mark. Yeah, I just can't okay. give him any higher than that. He hasn't shown that he can – you know, he's showing he's a pretty good defensive coordinator. I'll give him that. And we got another guy in the division that's showing that as well that – doesn't look like a sideline coach as well that we're going to expand on when we get to Tampa Bay. So, yeah, as far as these coaches in the in the uh, NFC South, the only one I really like is the one we got coming up here in Arthur Smith. All right. Uh, so, uh, Randy, let's get back to that spot. That's uh, week six, uh, and the Saints have two road games, and then they come back home on a Thursday night. Right now they're a slight underdog versus the upstart Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I definitely like this spot here. You're getting a against a team that I think is overrated in the market in Jacksonville. They got to come down to your guys' land there in Louisiana, which is always a tough track for teams. You know, the the – People come out of the woodwork there for those games. It's prime time Thursday. And uh, the short teams coming off the short rest there, I definitely like this spot, especially if the Saints are any kind of underdog. You know, they might get off to that slow start that Charlie's been talking about. We might even get better than plus one or two points. We might even get a plus three there if Trevor Lawrence starts out hot. And, uh, and uh, but, uh, Randy, you'd like um... – you like the Saints uh, playoffs, you're saying no, plus the 144, which is which I think is tempting as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of – I think there's only one team that wins the division that makes the playoffs here. You know, maybe they scrape by two, but I would have to take the value there, plus 140, 144, what it is there. No for the Saints to make the playoffs because I like, you know, the dirty birds on the other side. We'll expand on them next. I like them to uh, win the division. 
and, and Charlie, we got to talk about the big acquisition a little bit more in detail with uh, Derek Carr because it's interesting. You know, the Raiders were not the best run uh, uh, organization uh, forever. And, and Dennis Allen, you can't put him solely responsible for his struggles as, you know, in his first head coaching stint when they were poorly so poorly run. Carr had four straight solid seasons. And not only that, man, countless fourth quarter comeback wins, drives, you know, and uh, and then his first year under McDaniel and it, it just it just went south. The thing that makes me feel that it was him not adapting to McDaniels when they threw Jared Stidham in, who had been with McDaniels uh, at New England for a stretch of time. He looked so comfortable. Uh, you know, in that uh, in that say, okay, it's a very good defense in San Francisco. So I'm just thinking this guy didn't. It, it just had some growing pains, and could they have it uh, improved in year two in his system? Maybe, maybe not. But he showed four straight solid seasons before he had his lowest uh, passer rating since his rookie year uh, with the new head coach in the new system. Yeah, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's not at least to this point in his career, he's not been a great quarterback. We like to put him in tiers. You know, we, we divide the, the, the league into four tiers for positions. We've got him cl clearly in the second tier. He's not an elite quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. Uh, it, it does hurt his case a little bit that in Las Vegas last year, he had Josh Jacobs who ended up leading the league in rushing. He had Devontae Adams who is an elite receiver. Um, when he was on the field, uh, you, you know, he had Darren Waller as a, you know, a quality tight end and Foster Morrow, who's been a serviceable guy who's with him in, uh, in, in New Orleans now. Wasn't that bad offensive personnel at all. It was poor coaching vision. I might not have liked the signing as much, but I think it's difficult to completely tank in the NFL for a, a quarterback. I think that's hard to do. I think the Dolphins proved that a couple of years ago when they were trying to tank for Tua and ended up you know, playing a lot better than they thought they would. So I like the car signing, but I can't tell you that it's going to lead the Saints deep into the playoffs because I, I don't think that. I think it's going to get them to be very close to the best of a bad division. Uh, and, and them in Atlanta will be really close. I'm not interested in the 40 to 1 Derek Carr MVP, but I'm going to tell you what, as crazy as it sounds, the most passing yards at 25 to 1, he's durable. One thing you know about Derek Carr, he's going to play. And I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks around the league, I mean, and, you know, he understands you, you take enough hits and try and tuck the ball and run enough. He, he's, he does not do that. So um, he does give you a shot at the, that one. That's a long shot. Not terribly interested, but if I had to look at a prop, I'd be more interested in most passing yards in the league as opposed to the 40 to 1 MVP. Not interested in Dennis Allen, coach of the year at 25 to 1. Uh, Chris Olave is 25 to 1 for most receiving yards. He will have weapons now. Olave is good. Thomas, you're not getting any less than last year out of him. That's for sure. Camaro uh, will be there for 14 of the 17 games. And this young kid, uh, uh, Rashid Shahid, I mean, is a pro and is a wep weapon. But, Charlie, you're looking at a, com a comeback player of the year, and this one might be already uh, decided with DeMar Hamlin, you know, with the Buffalo Bills. There's nothing closer to a lock than that. But you do want to give consideration to Foster Morrow, who has his own um, you know, interesting story, a comeback story, as he's lucky to be, you know, playing football right now for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, 
Foster Morrow is a, a guy that we know from his time at LSU. And he, you know, he had a good start to his career with the Raiders. He was diagnosed with cancer. And at that point, not only was his, you know, his football career in jeopardy, but, you know, that, that diagnosis uh, will, will change your life. And that he is playing football is, is nothing short of remarkable. Um, DeMar Hamlin, obviously, if he plays an entire season, is going to win this thing. But there's no guarantee that he's going to play the whole season. Um, the Buffalo's got one of the best pair of safeties in the in the league, uh, so I think at thirty three to one, this is worth uh, th- this is worth a look because I think Foster Morrow uh, he's held up well at the beginning of training camp. I think he'll put up decent numbers, probably somewhere between thirty and forty catches, you know, four to five hundred yards. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing earth shattering, but uh, the story is so good. Uh, that if you know the circumstances work out, it's worth a shot. Yeah, thirty-three to one. I mean, Hamlin may decide that it's he's just not not ready for it, you know, or just not just want to do want to play football anymore, which is certainly what he went through uh, a possibility. All right, let's move on to the Falcons, and both of you guys are bullish on the Falcons. Their win total is at eight and a half. Uh, Super Bowl fifty to one to win the NFC twenty-two to one. Uh, to make the playoffs, they're plus 105. No is minus 127. Um, the uh, Their pressure rate last two seasons was last, last in the NFL the last two seasons. They've got to get better uh, on, the, uh, on the defensive line. They stole a couple of guys from the New Orleans Saints, of all people, uh, up front. So several uh, defensive additions. Now the rookie, Alege, uh, with 1,000 yards. And, well, with all those needs on defense, they draft a running back, which tells me I saw Arthur Smith's offensive approach last year. I saw who they drafted. He wants to run the ball, Randy McKay, and that's something that you're banking on with Arthur Smith, who's 13-1 to for a coach of the year as well. You like the uh, the, the Falcons over 8.5. Yeah, and you look at every year these teams with the easiest schedule. It, it's pretty remarkable how well they'll do the next year. You look at Philadelphia last year, you know, they went over, we were on them. They went over pretty easy, won that division pretty easily. Atlanta might have a little tougher thing, of course, with their defense. You know, they got a retool here. You know, I really like how this Arthur Smith has done in the first two seasons. I like his aggressiveness and his, uh, you know, you look at the analytics, he makes the right choice as far as that usually goes, as far as going for it, being aggressive not settling for field goals like some of these are not punting inside the 50 like some of these other coaches will do. So I, I like him. I have the most faith in him as far as a head coach in this division. So that's, that's why I like this. And I like this offensive line. This offensive line could be elite. I mean, right now I got them ranked like number seven. You know, you look at guys like Matthews, good pedigree there. Lindstrom, very good. You know, so, uh, and they're improving there as well. They're better run than pass, so that's why they like to hammer that ball. And you saw last year how many close games, and they did well at covering how many close games they had, and they, they could have easily made the playoffs last year with a little bit of, you know, a little bit of luck here and there. You know, you watch that show on uh, Netflix, the quarterbacks there, a couple fumbles by Mariota or a couple, you know, Missed field goals or weird things at the end, and this team had it last year. So I see this team improving. You mentioned the defense. 
a lot of good upgrades there. You know, Calais Campbell, you know, you, you guys said you're uh, two Saint guys on the D-line. The main guy, in my opinion, is this safety Bates from Cincinnati. Very impressive pro bowler comes over. He'll stabilize that defense on the back end. They won't give up them big plays. So I really like what this team is doing, and I really like the outlook here. And I think they're a play on just about the whole season, and we'll see if they live up to expectation. But I, I like this team the most in the division, and that's why I like uh, both the bets uh, that I, I've, I've made so far. You talk about it. They were, they, I mean, and they were so close, so many games. 13 of their 17 games were decided by one score. 13 of the 17 in those games are a 5 and 8. To your point, Randy, flip two of them. They go 7 and 6 in those games. They win the damn division. I mean, that's how, in his first year, I like his sound approach. You know, I'm impressed with Arthur Smith as well. They don't make a, a whole lot of mistakes. And that was with very, very limited uh, quarterback play. Mariota did not have a good year uh, for the Falcons last year. Charlie, Charlie, you on the Falcons over 8.5 as well. I like everything Randy said. Let me add a few things. Uh, I think a couple of under-the-radar moves that they made. Mac Hollins uh, had a very productive year with Las Vegas last year. They brought him in uh, to, to be the third receiver. Uh, Johnu Smith, who's been a productive tight end, was in Tennessee, not so much in New England because the quarterback play was so bad, uh, but another weapon for them. I think they've got maybe arguably the best special teams, the best specialists in the league. Uh, Cordell Patterson is the all-time leader in touchdown returns on kickoffs. He's back. Avery Williams led the league in punt returns a year ago. Youngway Koo is an excellent kicker, converted 86% of his field goals last year. So the, in addition to all those big ticket items that Randy was talking about, I like some of the under-the-radar moves. The one I might like that may save this bet um, is Taylor Heineke, the backup quarterback. Because we don't the, the one thing holding us all back on the Falcons is Desmond Ritter. We didn't see much in the four games that he started last year. They were pretty nondescript. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot, and he didn't do a whole lot. He's had a very rough start to camp, given some of the reports that we've gotten out of there. But Taylor Heineke has got a little something to him. Look, he's not going to be an all-pro quarterback. We're not going to talk about him in the upper echelon. But when we watched him play with Washington, what I saw was a team that responded to him. He plays hard. Everybody kind of rallies around him. He's a classic overachiever. And I could see Arthur Smith, if Desmond Ritter gets out of the gate slow, making a move. Heineke started 24 games in his career, so he's not throwing him out there cold. I could see the Falcons with that offensive personnel, you know, we didn't even talk about London and Pitts, rallying around a quarterback like that. I, the only thing holding me back on Atlanta is Ritter. If I knew Taylor Heineke was going to start 17 games or, or be the start at the beginning of the season, I'd be even more bullish on Atlanta than I am right now. And, uh, Randy, you you like Arthur Smith to be coach of the year at 13-1 to 1 as well. That's some nice odds about this uh, a, a team with the, this big of a chance to make a move and make that jump from a non-playoff team, one of the worst teams uh, in the league. This time last year we were talking about they had a t chance to be one of the worst, worst records in the league. 
And so uh, they still won seven games and were that close in eight other games. So 13 to one is one. And you like the win, them to win the division at plus two dollars as well. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. <clears throat> seven and a half is their win to <clears throat> excuse me, is their win total uh, to win the NFC uh, is 30 to one to win the Super Bowl, 70 to one. Uh, their owner, Tepper. In his five years of ownership, has had five different quarterbacks lead the team in passing. So no surprise how aggressive they were to move up and get that number one pick. And they decided on Bryce Young. Already announced that he is a starter. Rule is out. Frank Reich is in. Frank Reich, 20-1 to 1 to be coach of the year. To make the playoffs, plus $2. Uh, no is minus $250. Uh, Bryce Young, offensive rookie of the year, 4-1 to one at Bet Rivers. But still, even with a soft schedule, rookie quarterbacks, heh, look at some of the greatest in the history of the game. That's a tough way to go. Randy, their total's at seven and a half. Yeah, and you got a new coach, new quarterback here. I, I just don't have the optimism that uh, maybe some do. And Bryce Young, you know, he's a small guy. We've, you know, maybe he's a, you know, Kyler Murray or some of these other small quarterbacks. It's going to be tough. He's pretty frail, too, if he takes a few hits. At, you know, he showed he was tough at Alabama, but uh, you really get hit that much at Alabama with the five-star offensive line. So, uh, And their offensive line, pretty average. You know, I got them ranked 15th. It's, it could be pretty good. That could help him, actually. And Frank Reich, actually a very good play caller. That's going to help him as well. I do have to mention the one – Offensive lineman in Bakwe, very good last year as a rookie. He's probably their best guy. This team's going to lean on defense. You know, this defense is pretty decent. We've seen, uh, you know, some situations last year, and they got some pretty good players. You know, Burns up front is, is up there, Thompson, the linebacker. You know, and then they got, the, you know, some decent guys in the backfield that can cover. They're pretty well there, pretty good team there as well they had a shot to win the division too and they finished up strong at the end of the year with the running game they're gonna have to rely on this running game with Bryce Young getting uh getting acclimated and their schedule you know they get the they get a pretty early buy which I I said before with these young teams they get that early buy that helps them reset and then play for the end that really helps a younger team more than that than an older team. An older team probably better off to get the later buy, you know, just as long as they don't have a bunch of rash injuries for the long term. But uh, I'd have to lean under on this team. I just too much, too many question marks with a quarterback and the new coach. Uh, I would, uh, but Charlie, uh, that's right. After they fired Rule, uh, when he went one and four, they went six and six uh, to in the last twelve. But uh, major changes in in Charlotte. Let's look back at the the last six number one picks at quarterback. Now, this is not an exact comparison because a couple of these guys only played 16 games. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, three wins in his rookie year. Joe Burrow, four. Kyler Murray, five. Baker Mayfield's Cleveland Browns won seven, but Tyrod Taylor started three of those games. Jared Goff, four. Jameis Winston, six. Again, it's not an exact comparison because the Carolina Panthers were not the worst team in the league that last year, but they did end up you know, trading for the number one pick. But you look at Bryce Young's weapons. 
is the best receiver for Carolina, DJ Moore, went to Chicago in the trade. So you're you're counting on an aging Adam Thielen, DJ Shark, who's been kind of a journeyman receiver. They're counting on Jonathan Mingo, the second round pick, to to win a job, but that's no certainty. Miles Sanders had a very good year last year in Philadelphia, but he had the luxury of running behind one of the best offensive lines in football. And he also had a very effective running quarterback that took some of the, the pressure off of him. All of those things, I, I agree with Randy on the, the early buy is going to help them. Here's the only problem with that. I think they're going to be underdogs in all six of those games before they get to the bye. They're going to be underdogs in all four of the road games. They've opened up a small underdog at home to New Orleans in the, their home opener. And I think they'll probably be a, an underdog to Minnesota at home in week four. They could easily get to that by one and five, which makes getting the seven and a half pretty difficult. Uh, they've also got a stretch in November and December where they play four games out of five on the road. That combined with all of the turnover that you've got, I think makes it very, very difficult. And the, the defense will be, you know, what, what's carrying them. But there's some questions there as well. First of all, they're changing to a 3-4 defense. J.C. Horn, who's supposed to be kind of a stalwart in their secondary, has missed about half of his games over the last two years. And Brian Burns, who's their best pass rush, is coming off an offseason ankle injury. So there's quite, way more questions, I think, than certainties with Carolina. And I think 7.5 is uh, – is a pretty tall order here. I think it's a little too high as well. I agree with Charlie. I go on under the seven and a half on Carolina. Again, rookie quarterback. And look, Bryce Young is good. Bryce Young is really small. He's really good. And unlike Kyler Murray, uh, Randy, though, he's committed to being in the pocket. I mean, Kyler Murray is not. I mean, you know, and, and listen, the size, the size I'm not worried about. I mean, Alabama's offensive line is big as big as any NFL offensive line, but it's a durability factor. I mean, he is short and he is thin. He is just, I mean, he is just small. He is so small, but he is good. It's just going to be an interesting uh, situation in Carolina. But there's a desperate desperation factor now. Six different quarterback in six years of ownership for Tepper at Carolina. The Buccaneers, six and a half. Uh, just 29th pick to win the Super Bowl, 101. 15 out of 16 teams in the NFC to win the, uh, to get to the Super Bowl at 40 to 1. So playoffs plus 385 is the yes, no minus 430. Win total as at six and a half, shaded to minus 143 to the under at Bet Rivers. So Tom Brady is gone, and so are a lot of others. I just, I mean, when do you start the rebuild? Is Baker Mayfield the savior? I mean, it's a Band-Aid if you've ever seen one. Do they want to try and tank at some point? Do they get it? I th is Todd Bowles going to be the first coach fired this year? Everything's in play as far as totally blowing this thing up and rebuilding. I think it's going to be a rough year for the Buccaneers. Randy, six and a half is the win total. Yeah, and this, we'll start with the head coach here, another one of these defensive coaches that are head coaches in their second stint. Much like Alan Todd Bowles, very unimpressive on the sidelines for me, probably worse than Alan. So you start with that. That doesn't, that doesn't seem well. But you look at their offense, their offensive line, they're going to have to rely on it, but they're not ranked very well. They're ranked like number 27. They do got a couple players that are pretty good there. Jensen, the center, is very good. 
Worse could be good. You know, he's a high dra draft pick. And I got to bring up my fellow North Dakota guy, Cody Mock, from a small town like I am in North Dakota. They drafted him with a second pick. Very good player, very hard-nosed. So uh, they did make a smart choice there. They have veteran wide receivers. If they can get time, you know, you still got Evans and Godwin engaged there. So, you know, we'll see if these quarterbacks can get them to them. On the other side of the ball, their defense, which, you know, Todd Bowles, defensive coach, he's going to really, really have to rely on this team this year for the defense. You know, they're still strong, pretty strong up front with Vea. You know, they, they need to get some pass rush there. You know, they still got Devin White. You know, they got uh, Devin White and Davis or Levante David at linebackers. Very, you know, very two very good players. Very good defensive backfield with Dean Davis and uh, uh, Wing, Winfield. Uh, of course, he, his dad was a former Viking player. I remember watching him. And their schedule, you know, early week, early week by again should help them. But they have three back-to-back -back road games after the bye. You know, that's that's a tough schedule there, you know, looking at the end as far as if you want to look at this team over. But I think this team's got a good enough defense where they might be able to, you know, definitely get some covers here because they're going to be, so far, they're underdogs in every game. So I think this team will cover wow. a little bit. Whether they'll win every game is kind of, kind of issue but uh you know this is a low total and i'd have to you know slight lean over to the tampa bay team they got about you mentioned some of the guys like devin white and and uh and, and winfield and vita vague and some they got eight to ten guys that can play but that's it and also this is a team that was last in the nfl in rushing in last year and baker mayfield of the eligible quarterbacks for what it's worth pro football focus of the 39 eligible quarterbacks he was graded 37th charlie the bucks i mean i just this they they they, they knew that the the tom brady thing was going to be temporary and they probably got one more year than maybe they expected uh, one more year than maybe i expected going in and it was successful but they knew this uh, this day was coming the general manager even admitted as so we know we're going to have to pay that tom brady bill at some point well, and, and look, they, they got a Super Bowl out of it. So I, I think any team in the league would, would, would trade a rebuild one year for a Super Bowl uh, two years prior. I, I think this will be the worst team in the division, but I'll tell you what's scaring me off from going under. I thought I, I think this is an opportunity to tank. Uh, if you sign Baker, if you go into camp with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as your quarterbacks, you are saying that, you know, essentially you are trying to tank. Problem with that is I said the same thing about Seattle last year. When, when they had Drew Locke and Geno Smith, and Geno Smith took that and had a career year, in part because he had really, really good receivers. What does Tampa have? They, got receivers. they have really, really good receivers. Um, they've also got – Randy's right. They're, they're underdogs in every game. But there's these pillow fights like uh, against Houston and Indiana, Indianapolis on the road. Those aren't unwinnable games. Um, I just think it's really hard to tank in the NFL. Uh, I, I think it's much harder than, you know, what, what you do in the NBA. And so I, I certainly can't bet them over, but I can't bet them under either. This is a this is a no play for me. I think they kind of slog their way to somewhere in the area of five, six, seven wins. But 
there's too many of those coin flip games between bad teams like you know Houston and Indianapolis to give a strong recommendation on this. But I think it will be a bad team. All right, so that does it. So uh, I'm on the uh, under with the Buccaneers, uh, though, in that one. So uh, overall, just kind of the Atlanta Falcons, a team to watch in the NFC South. Certainly, the now, these things can change. And I, I kind of laugh at the preseason uh, opinions on the schedules because this is a year-to-year league, and there are going to be some teams that go from first to worst and vice versa. So, But, I mean, still, that is a much more favorable, um, as favorable of as a schedule as we've seen for this division. So, for Charles Hanegraaff, Randy McKay, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise YouTube channel on the Bet Rivers Network.